Good morning, everyone. Well, not morning. It's like 5.30 at night. But uh, this is Kyle, and I am joined by our first returning guest on Tangents. You know what it is. It's the host with the most from the greatest podcast show. Kyle even said it himself. Never going to let that down. Oh, absolutely not. I hate it here. Uh, It is me, your boy, Nathan. That's right. We have have Nathan back. Uh, We were going to have Drew Truitt and Lorna here, but I fired them. And Nathan's on thin ice right now. So I would. No, no. The fact, okay. the fact I wasn't the first firing is actually the is actually <laughs> the disappointment. But I would like to personally thank the fact that out of all of them, the reason why I am only on thin ice, as Kyle likes to say, is I am the only one that sends feet picks. So Lorna, Drew, Truitt, nah. Maybe put a little bit of foot out, and you would still be here. No, uh, Drew and Truitt. <laughs> Uh, had to work tonight, and then Lorna and Jeremy are dropping their kids off so they can start their vacation, but uh, they might jump on later. They said they'll be home about 7.38, and if we're still recording, they may jump on for a little bit, but uh, we're just going to kind of leave that one up in the air right now. Sounds good to me. Uh, Today's episode of Tangents is going to be a little bit different because We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, the the first big thing that I know a lot of people kind of want to hear our insight is uh, the rebranding, changing from NH Media, uh, what we're going to be doing, things like that. And then Nathan and I both have stuff we just want to bullshit about for a while. So it's going to oh, be fun absolutely. Episode. Today has been a very actually the last few days has been. Just eventful on news oh, in yeah. general, of as at least as far as uh, nerd culture goes. Like, so I mean, all right, we got cool. a lot we can cover. <laughs> About to, <laughs> I should I should hop over to Twitter and pull some stuff up. Good guy. <laughs> I was about to say, if you want to go look at some, pull up some stuff real quick. By all means, because there's been a lot. Oh, the past oh, couple of days we can talk about. Wrong Twitter. Wrong Twitter. <laughs> ah, that Twitter. I'll go Why does it been that way? I never seen it curve like that. Yeah, it wasn't that. It was more <laughs> of the Dragussi. That, that's oh. the, only thing, it's the only thing I'm gonna say. It's the <laughs> Dragussi right there, just smack dab right in my face. Like. So let's jump into. I guess really the main thing people want to hear about what's going on with NH Media, why names are changing. Uh, basically, Nick has decided he wants to focus on his comic series and his uh, family. And we all completely understand that. I mean, the most important thing is taking care of yourself and your loved ones. So uh, Nick reached out to me. He said he wants to kind of back off from the podcast a little bit he was originally he was going to do original geek show as kind of a every now and then thing instead of doing it weekly and then he decided he just wants to completely cut out of it just he's going to stay on as like a consultant for us but uh basically he hand over the keys to the kingdom to me (laughs) which 
really caught me off guard when he sent me a message going, hey, uh, I'm, I'm done. You're in charge now. I was like, oh. Yes. So <clears throat> after much debating, because apparently, apparently names like Nathan and the Fur Squad and Backdoor Orcs episode four were not good podcast company names. We have come up with drum roll Necronerdicon. That's right. And uh, I know I made a joke about it on uh, the last episode of Crypto, but this was all like Nathan came up with the name for it and we all really like it. We're all proud <clears throat> of him. It's, it's a perfect name. Well, it's it, it, it's I I would love to say that it was like so some gigantic inspired thing and all this kind of stuff, but like let's be let's be absolutely real here. We're a group of nerds that all of us have a love for the Evil Dead franchise, and <laughs> well, well, let me let me clarify a little bit on that. Uh, Lorna and Jeremy don't like. I don't know if Lorna no they like, like it so much. Jeremy hates the Evil Dead franchises, which you know, when it's he just, and I have it's angry just struggle a, times, that's what we find about. It's just a front, Kyle. It's <laughs> just a front. They're lying to you. <laughs> okay, like I've been to their house. If you there is a closet, and then when you open the secret compartment in the closet. They have a shrine directed to Bruce Campbell and his character, Ash Williams. No, they, no, that was my closet, Nathan. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> I was yeah, about this this if, is what happens when you drink way too much Jaeger. If, if anyone knows about sneaking around and being stuck in a closet for a while, it's me. Okay? R. Kelly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm never coming out of the closet. No <laughs> the closet. I watched that episode the other day just for the hell of it. Oh my god! So it's yeah, so no, good. it was it, it it was just I don't know. It, it, honestly, it just kind of popped in my head. I was like, that's kind of fun. I'll throw it out there. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, we move on and um we we move on and we go to something else. Um, but yeah, no, like. It is kind of fun that uh, the fact that, yeah, it is, uh, it is <laughs> we something I came up with uh, actually got, you know, a good, good reaction and oh, not yeah. Nathan go to the corner. <laughs> and it worked out perfect because uh, some of the other names we suggested, uh, I looked up and they were already either podcast or YouTube channels. And this one didn't have anything i could find and i was like it is perfect yeah but uh so yeah uh like we said nick is kind uh he he's talked about the idea of maybe guesting on shows at some point in the future but right now he just wants to focus on his comic and his family uh because he's been trying to get right uh issue number two for like several months now and he just hasn't been able to so i feel that i i can't wait for it to come out <clears throat> the creative starvation be like that yeah so what that means for us in the future is as i'm sure some of y'all can guess uh original geek show is pretty much canceled it's 
it's not coming back unless Nick decides later on down the road he wants to pick it back up again. Uh, we've also decided because of how much time has passed and how hard it is to kind of schedule, uh, Misfortune is canceled too. But uh, we're going to start probably within the next month or two a Monster of the Week game that I've been wanting to run. Uh, so we're still going to have a tabletop show and it's just, it's going to be monster of the week because I feel like that one will be easier for everyone to get into. We could probably make that a bi-weekly instead of monthly, uh, game because we can just sit down, play it for two hours and then be good for a little while. So it won't like interfere with people's schedules. Uh, and so we're going to do that. And then I'm going to do a, uh, kind of like a side story thing for Monster of the Week, kind of like an anthology where I just bring like a guest on with a pre-made character and just run them through a little story. Just something on the side for fun. A little bit of side Uh, action. And then uh, ripoffs have been canceled too, uh, but Nathan has been kind kind of about maybe wanting to start writing audio drawings or something. A little project we can all work on together if you want to talk about that for a second. Uh, yeah, okay. So the idea is basically this. Um, I like the idea of the audio drama. I think when that was first presented to us, it was... Um, it was... Uh, <sighs> I was excited about it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, whenever it came down to auditions and stuff like that, uh, it just didn't seem like people were were interested in all this kind of stuff. And and uh, so it, it it very much got put on uh, on the back burner and then done away with altogether. But I personally do not want to do away with the idea of an audio drama i like the idea and we have several creative minds uh amongst our friend uh, amongst our friend group those who 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 are currently working on projects with 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 necronerdicon and those who we have yet to uh bring on or anything like that just just the amount of people in, in our in our community in our group there's enough talent there that that something can be done oh yeah and i've got i've got several friends who are amazing writers and if i were to reach out to them more being one of them but also my friend jesse uh he has written several uh he has written several scripts uh for murder mystery dinner theaters that we have done uh here in my town and uh they're fun they're dorky uh, they're very campy. They're right up our alley. Uh, and, and I think, you know, getting him involved or getting Lorna involved or, or uh, I could even try myself. I, I don't have much confidence as, as a writer, but <clears throat> I, I think this is something I, I believe in this kind of project so much that I am willing to try to take a step out of my comfort zone and come up with something oh, um, yeah. 
it is definitely something I want to see in the future. Now it may not happen for a little bit. So don't everybody get too excited and all this. Yeah. Don't expect it to be like next week. Uh, just we'll, you'll yeah. have to give us some time on it. Very much, very much. A lot of what, well, unfortunately, when it comes to rebranding and when it comes to passing of the torch and, and, and all that, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff that has to take place and, and people, you know, projects fall through and, and, and ideas that were once talked about, you know, they get put on the back burner, they get canceled and all this kind of stuff. And then new yeah. stuff shows up. It's just tedious, but it, it comes with the territory of doing this kind of thing. Trust me, I've rebranded my cosplay <laughs> and I've rebranded my cosplay thing so many times that it's, it's not even funny. And not even cosplay, YouTube, Twitch, all that. Oh yeah, but uh, but yeah, we we have several ideas we're all playing around with. I know uh, with the original Geek Show being gone, Nathan and I have kind of been talking back and forth about making kind of a spiritual success, spiritual successor show to that, where he and I just kind of talk about nerd shit, and uh, I don't know. Maybe we could do like a you and me and we bring like do like rotating guests each episode, like for a third person. Just invite someone, anyone that wants to come on, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. We we've got ideas that we're playing around with. And then uh like I said, Monster of the Week, I'm excited for because it's a, such a simple game to get into, but it lets me have fun as like a horror writer or horror comedy writer i guess because there's going to be so much sam raimi influence in this oh well you know horror comedy is by far the best comedy i mean look at Shaun of the dead that movie is just oh yeah so terrific i, I you know <clears throat> once a year i go on this whole thing where i do I, I i i once a year i do certain things where i go back to a certain series and a certain movie franchise and all this kind of stuff and I rewatch it. I do this every year. That 70s show is one of them. Big yeah. Bang Theory is another. And then I like watching the Nick Frost uh, films. Any <laughs> movie that has Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in them. Hot Fudge, Shaun of the Dead, um, At World's End. All of those movies. They're just... They're so good. Hell, I, I, I'll even stomach watching Paul again. <laughs> God, I keep forgetting that movie existed. Yeah, I do too. How are you talking to me? Are you using some kind of special technology? No, I'm speaking to English. Because why not? Seth yeah. Rogen as an alien. Uh, but uh, well, I'm like that because I, I have my comfort shows. Like, of course, I've got the Godzilla movies, the Evil Dead series, Courage the Cowardly Dog. If, I have to watch Courage the Cowardly Dog every now and then or else I get sad. Favorite episode. Favorite episode of Courage. Oh. Uh, <laughs> probably, I want to say it's a tie between uh, Return the Slab and okay. the very first episode where Courage, Eustace, and Muriel go to 
Cat's Hotel because Cat's is my favorite villain. Like he just has that smooth voice, the music that follows him. Dude, the music that goes with every cat scene is mm-hmm. so good. And he's so menacing. He's like, he's my favorite villain of the bunch. And then I think the second story of the first episode, I'd have to look it up, is the one with the Cajun fox who keeps trying to cook up Muriel. Yes. <laughs> it's so, so wild. So my number one favorite episode of that entire series is the Tower of Dr. Jalost. Yes. Where he has the unhappy cannonballs and all that. That episode is just, it is my favorite. The music, the animation. The giant buff rat. That the giant, yes, the giant buff rat just that entire just first of all our generation is built different because we had shows like that mm-hmm. are you afraid of the dark uh goosebumps um uh what was it uh uh oh uh something from the addict then there was that show with michelle trachenberg uh truth or scare oh my god Right, right, right. Just kind of just unlocked hidden memories. Oh, core memories, core memories. First of all, I had an enormous crush on her, and then when she would talk in her spooky voice, just anyway. (laughs) But like, we had these terrifying shows, and you've got these kids that grew up on on slasher flicks and all this kind of stuff, and now we're in our thirties and we're romanticizing. Uh, real life serial killers that existed and uh, uh, still watching these absolutely horribly grotesque movies and even, you know, trying to one up each other on, on, Mm -hmm. on shock value is like, Oh, Oh, you've seen, uh, you've seen uh, 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 this movie. Well, check out this movie. And, And you find yourself going down these really, really uncomfortable rabbit holes um and now we have things like creepy pastas uh disturbing memes the subreddit and and we're and we're thriving off of them Mm -hmm. you've got people that are like oh this is terrifying and we're over here like uh uh go boom (laughs) that's awesome yeah and everybody else is like what is (laughs) wrong with you and you're looking at them like everything so I, I don't have 48 uninterrupted hours to, you know, break that down. It's like, I'm sorry, the entire world is going to hell around us and we're over here smiling. And mm-hmm. if you wonder why, this is why <laughs> we grew we grew up on this kind of stuff that was uh, eerily uh, creepy and spooky and all this. And, and Kyle, I. I got to ask you a question. Um, yes. Have you ever seen a show called Primal on Adult Swim? Yes. I, I didn't watch it on Adult Swim, but I found like the full first season on uh, Amazon Prime and I spent like the 12 bucks to buy it. And it is so good. I have only seen two episodes and I am. Which dis- two? The one with the zombie, uh, the zombie Brachiosaurus. That's a real, I don't even think that's season one. I think that's like a season two episode. 
And then no, because season two hasn't happened yet. They're advertising season two now, aren't they? Yeah, but there was one episode they released as like kind of a special. So I think this was like the te- this episode that might have been that as a teaser or something. It could it could have been it, but the other one is the one with the witches. Oh yeah, and that one, that one was okay. First of all, for anybody who's never seen this show, first of all, it's made by Guinea Tartakovsky who made Samurai Jack. So all that right there is a selling point. Oh, yeah. Two, this show has absolutely no dialogue. None. Nope. It is grunts, groans, growls, screams, everything else. No uh, words. Uh, for our listeners, uh, it's the show is about a caveman and a dinosaur each lost their families on the first episode, probably within the first like five minutes of the first episode. And so it's about them uh, kind of teaming up and just trying to survive. And there's like a there's an episode with like monkey men, uh, giant bats, uh, a flood of snakes. That episode was wild. There's just uh, like Drew or like Nathan said, there's a zombie episode and the witches episode. It's just all oh, they were all so good. I can't and wait for season two. It's crazy because you you have no dialogue, and yet the capture of emotion, mm-hmm. like. The storytelling the interact the, together. Yes, that the interaction, the characters, the storytelling, the um the animation, uh, the animation, like all of it is so visually and auditorily stunning. It's brutal as all get out. It definitely earns its stay in adult swim. Yeah. But when you put it, because when you think Adult Swim, automatically you're thinking Family Guy, American Dad, Rick and Morty, these kind of shows. And, and so then you're placing it among these shows, and it's very out of place. Mm-hmm. But it definitely has, it definitely earned its spot. And, and it has uh, Emmy nominations and, and all this. And uh, it, it, I, I found out it's on HBO Max, so I've got HBO Max. I can watch it for free. I don't have to. It's on HBO. God damn it. Yeah, Kyle. But hey, man. Hey, you, you, you own it, and uh, you, you don't have to worry about you know losing it. I mean, it's there as long as you've got. That's your... true. Because I went and I spent like uh, I think twenty five bucks to get all three Evil Dead movies and the remake on Amazon Prime because they were on like HBO or Hulu or something yeah. and then they were just gone. And I was like, yeah. no, I want to watch them. Right, right. But now I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, that is the one thing about uh about you know streaming services. Uh they'll 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 uh especially I mean Netflix is really bad with this. They, yeah. they don't have like complete series like especially with anime. Um like a friend of mine was like I feel like I'm missing some things because they were watching, I think, Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood. And they're like, I feel like I'm missing some things. I'm like, you are. Mm-hmm. You absolutely are. Oh, well, <laughs> where, do, where do I watch them? Just do what, do, do what most of us uh, OG anime fans did. Buy them. Yeah. Buy the box sets. Drop the money on it. 
Go get you a Blu-ray player. Just buy them. Uh, at this point, you don't even need a Blu-ray player. If you've got, if you have a an Xbox One or a PS4, you're Gucci because they play Blu-ray. Um, I've got the entire series of Dragon Ball Z from Saiyan Saga all the way up to Majin Buu Saga, and it's all on Blu-ray. Nice. On my, yeah, it's uh, sitting on my. Huh, it's actually sitting right beside my my uh, my my first edition reprints of Lord of the Rings. All right, all right, enough humble bragging, <laughs> Mister well, Showoff. Yeah, I can thank my I can I can thank my uh, my grandmother for that. She uh, that was that was uh, something she passed on to me before she passed on. So, are you going to watch the Lord of the Rings show that's coming out? Yes, and I'm glad you mentioned that because you told me to look up some stuff on Twitter, and I have plenty. <laughs> so first of all, first of all, guess what's trending on Twitter? Furries. Not not really for anything in particular. It's just trending for some reason. Huh. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if you look up hashtag furries, first of all, if you look up hashtag furries. I'm not apologize. I'm not apologizing for what you stumble across. You're gonna you're gonna stumble across some great stuff. You're also gonna probably uh, be scarred for life. But a brand new trailer for Lord of the Rings: The Ring of Power debuted today at San Diego Comic Con. Oh, okay. So, yep. And guess who? Guess who was uh, revealed in that trailer? Legolas. Sauron. Oh. So yep. when is this show supposed to take place? Is this before Hobbit? It takes place before The Hobbit. Okay. It takes place... So it takes place before the first battle of Middle-earth. Okay. Uh, and so we could possibly... I don't know if we're going to see a young Gandalf. I'm hoping to see a young Gandalf... But looks like we're already going to be seeing a young Elrond. Like the cat, the cast for it is great. Like let me pull, let me pull up this. Like, um, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Ah, Lord of the Rings series cast. Because I, me and me and some friends were looking at this. Like just some of the names, some of the names that have been dropped uh, for this Isildur. Uh, that was like one of the first kings. Uh, freaking uh, uh, Elrond, uh, like a very young Elrond, like very young Elrond. So this this takes place well before Bill, probably even before Bilbo is born. I, I'm thinking it might be around the same time that the Shire was even like founded. Ooh, yeah. This is one I might I'm going to give a chance, but. I don't know. I, I have worries. I am a Lord of the Rings fan. Um, and I am excited. But given the fact that, you know, these these spinoffs and all this kind of stuff, they're very, very hit and miss. Yeah. But I, from what I've seen in the trailers, has me excited enough. It does. And and I, I do have kind of a talent of of placing my faith in things that that you know 
some people don't have faith in. Like I, I like whenever they casted Robert Pattinson, whenever it was first announced, I was on board. I was like, you know what? I think he can do it. And he I, did. I and was he did. very hesitant until the first trailer. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to give him a shot. And then I saw the movie and the movie was fucking amazing. The first trailer was great because I was sitting there watching everybody else react to it. And I'm like, yeah, told you. <laughs> All right. So, well, first, ladies and gentlemen, the Batman's been out for a while now. So, you know, if you haven't seen it. it, spoiler warnings, but. I don't even know if we're going to get into spoiler territory, but just in case, I'm going to put it up there. Uh, what's the, who's the next big bad you want to see? Yeah, that's really hard because it's not. I. It it, ha, it has to be kind not, of a grounded villain. It's not the Joker. I don't want the Joker. I am so tired of the Joker. I want, I want Victor Zaz. Yes, I, I think Zaz makes a good like side bad guy, not the big bad, but a good side bad guy. I want to see Zaz. I want to see Clayface. I don't think they could do Clayface. You don't think they could do Clayface? I, I don't. With as how grounded they want this to be, I don't think they can do Clayface. Okay, okay, so we're wanting to keep it about as realistically as possible. Yeah. Because make no mistake, the Riddler is, apply that to real world, that's a very, that's a very potential character that could be created in, in, in our society. Like, yeah. So the way the Riddler was portrayed was, first of all, was really well done. Oh, yeah. I was very happy with it. Um, but yeah, we, we already we, we already have a Joker. He yes. he, he is there. Um, it's the kid from Eternals, isn't it? The one that could control people's minds. I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm but not. We, we got to keep it grounded because as much as I want to see Man Bat, the Man Bat wouldn't fit in this. Victor's ass would be good. Uh, yeah. Firefly, Firefly would be really good. Firefly would be perfect. I want to see Firefly and Mister Freeze. I think those two would work good in a movie together. Black Mask. Yeah. Court um, of Owls, of course. Oh God, Talon. Yes. Hush. Hush. Oh, Hush would be so good. Hush would be really good. There's... I want to see Anarchy, but I think Anarchy would make would be like Zaz. He would make a good side villain. Anarchy would definitely make a, a good side villain. Uh, we could do uh, uh, Jervis, uh, Jervis Tetch, um, the Mad Hatter. There's yeah. so many. The thing about Batman is he's got so many of these villains. And yeah, you have your over-the-top ones. Um and, and, and then you have your ones that border on the metahuman side. Um, like, Poison uh, Ivy could kind of work, maybe, if she poison, doesn't have the plant control, just the pheromone poison, thing. Poison Ivy could kind of work, but... And, and this might be... This, this could be argued. This could be argued between me and you, because this, once again, kind of breaks that line of well-grounded and not. But I want to see a redo on Mr. Freeze. What? I want to redo on Mr. Freeze. 
Yes. Mr. Freeze, I, Mr. Freeze needs his heart. And the guy, I can never think of his name. He's the bad guy in Far Cry 6. He was uh, one of the bad guys in Breaking Bad. Let me pull up his name because I want to see. John Carlo, John Carlo Despacito. I think so. Yeah. Um, Far Cry 6 was the one that took place uh, in South America, right? Yes. It's yeah, the latest it's, one that just came it's, out. It's, yeah, it's Giancarlo Esposito. I love him. He is one of the few people that can play like a really menacing, calm bad guy. He's in the and boys you, right now. And you want to see him as Victor Freeze. I, I think can he dig it, it as Freeze. I can dig it. I can I I support this uh 100%. I that is that is good casting. Oh yeah. Take that, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Oh my God. We don't. Oh God, that movie. I will take every opportunity I can to shit on that movie. God, that movie was just something else. I can't I, remember. I, I think it was sci-fi. Uh, sci-fi has been playing the uh, the Batman films, like starting from uh, the uh, uh, Jack Nicholson Joker with uh, Michael Keaton, and going up and. Man, fun fact: Did you know Tim Burton actually helped work on uh, uh, Batman Forever? Bye, buddy. I'm I'm in the middle of a I'm in the middle of a thing right What's now. Up, little dude. I know, but I know, but we need quiet and interruption. And you're a toddler, and you're gonna bring the noise, especially since you brought the dog with you. Nathan has to go be a Faja. So while he's gone, uh, yeah, I I don't think Clayface could work in a the Batman universe because someone pointed out on Twitter, Batman seems to work best in a universe without Justice League, and that kind of works. But I kind of oh, welcome back. Hi. I I could see him working. There are some Justice League characters that could work in these movies, like Green Arrow. Uh, We fucking need the question to show up. I am so proud of him not getting his love. If you keep him away from superhumans. Yeah. And you allow him to work with regular-based heroes, um... Or even ones that may have some sort of extraordinary thing going on, like maybe a power armor or something like that. Yeah. But keep them away from the superhumans. Like, as as much as I've made it no secret how much I love John Constantine, I don't think he could work in this movie. Because this, I don't think this is a world where magic is magic. Like, no. So I don't think Zatanna could work in this. Uh, Brother Blood. Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate, uh, Raish, which is, I'm not too heartbroken because we just had him, but I don't think they're going to, I don't know if Robert Pattinson's going to stay as Batman long enough for them to do uh, Damien at some point. Well, here's the thing about Raish al Ghul, right? So like the Lazarus Pit, the Lazarus Pit yeah. is this marvel of, um, magic uh, dark dark magic it's it's you know but time and time again we do see it modernized in a sense 
uh, where the Lazarus pit is a machine or being used with a in, in conjunction with a machine or something like that. So the magic, the, the Lazarus pit can be scienced up, but I don't know. I like the idea of our mythical or mystical sorcery based characters being just that and not being scienced up. Yeah. Like, like Batman like, begins, it kind of works with race just being a title that passes from person to person. But we've already done that. It would be weird to do it right after again. Oh, you mean kind of like how they did the Mandarin in Iron Man 3? Ooh. He says with as much disdain as he can muster. Oh, but, but in 10 rings. Oh, my. In 10 rings. Hey, 10 rings was good. That was Shang-Chi and the Legend of the 10 rings. That was such a good movie. Yeah, well. I'm still bitter. Just like you're bitter about just like you're bitter about Whiplash, I'm bitter about Mandarin. Oh, we don't talk about Whiplash. They you know, did my boy dirty. You no, know, and that, and that's the thing, that's the thing that like really kind of got me was like Iron Man 1 was so good. Yeah. The first Thor was was good. And then it, it seemed like with Iron Man, it was like the more they made movies, the worse they got. Like Iron Man Two was at least like decent to the point where I, I could rewatch it again, but I refuse to slug through Iron Man Three a third time. Yeah, uh, I, I, I no, well, no, I, I have only watched it once. I, I refuse to watch it a second time. Like if I ever decide to watch the entire Infinity Saga, I think I could skip Iron Man Three and be all right with that. Because right, Iron Man Iron Man Three really doesn't present much build up to. Um, to well really anything in the infinity saga um whereas thor the dark world it it introduces the reality stone of course we don't know it's the reality stone at the time so even though dark world was a terrible movie (laughs) you know and then thor ragnarok made up for it but they also did a director change a much needed director change and taika is just I'm finally going to go see, I think I'm going to end up going to see Love and Thunder, hopefully Saturday. So I, here's what I'll say about Love and Thunder. It was all right. I enjoyed it. Uh, There are two credit scenes, but I think one credit scene was more, way more important than the other one. Uh, And this one I, I see it a lot online. People are saying this movie had a lot of unnecessary jokes, which I agree with, but so did a lot of other Marvel movies. You can't just blame uh, Love and Thunder for having a lot of unnecessary jokes because, I mean, even Endgame, like, the one the one unnecessary joke I hate with a passion was in Endgame when Thor was depressed and he finally saw a moment where he could be a hero, where he wanted to snap the gauntlet. And he's like, do you know what's coursing through my veins? And War Machine goes, cheese whiz. Like, why? What was the point of that joke? This was Thor's shining moment. And motherfucker, Thor could snap his fingers and you'd be on the ground again because your robot legs would be turned off. You know what's hilarious is the fact that they recasted they recasted War Machine after the first Iron Man movie. <laughs> now, granted, it was a great recasting. Don Cheadle was it was phenomenal, but I, oh, I never 
I, 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 I never got the story as to why they changed uh, the casting for War Machine. All right. You ready for this? I'll oh, move your please. mic a little closer. Please tell me. So what happened, from what I understand, is the original War Machine actor decided he was a bigger star than Robert Downey Jr. And he wanted to be paid more than the star of the movie. And there was a lot of uh, arguing between him and Marvel Studios for his contract. So they just said to hell with it and recasted him. It definitely seems like they didn't lose too much with the recasting. Don Cheadle Cheadle did did really good. Oh, yeah. And I'm excited for uh, Armor Wars when it drops. Yeah. Armor Wars is going to be good. Uh, Actually, speaking of uh speaking of marvel so far season two of what if uh we only have four stories right now for it which is a hella story odin versus the odin versus the mandarin Ooh. uh captain carter meeting the winter soldier and tony on sakar with valkyrie and hulk i like this Yes. Uh, And then Marvel Zombies has officially gotten an R rating. Marvel Zombies will be rated R. I'm excited for that one. And if I remember right, I think today Deadpool, Deadpool 2, and Logan drop on Disney+. Disney+. Plus. Yes, they did. So So I might watch those my next day off. Oh, man. Okay, so did you cry? Did you cry at the end of Logan? Because Oh, God, yeah. I was the only, I was literally the only one in the theater because, like, I'm just kind of the person who, for some reason, doesn't get to go to opening nights or anything like that. So I usually wait until, you know, some sort of day. And luckily for me, it was a movie that my wife wasn't interested in seeing. So I, <laughs> I just went by myself. I was the only one in the theater. It was great. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway. That all happened, and I'm sitting there crying at the end of it. The guy who's come to, like, sweep the seats or sweep the floors is looking at me like, you good? And I'm just like, no, no. Will you hug me? Ah, shoot. The only thing in Logan that I wish they would have changed was the bad guy. I, The young Wolverine clone was okay. But I wish they would have just brought back Sabretooth. Just ended their story. Yeah, but only as Leave Schreiber, Sabretooth. Oh, God, yeah. Leave Schreiber was great. Oh. I love it. I don't know if you know this, but uh, you, pro- you, you probably do, because me and you are, are, are pretty nerdy about this, about this kind of stuff. So during the entire, uh, the entire e- filming of X-Men Origins, it was nothing but a pissing contest between Hugh Jackman and Lee Schreiber or who could do the gnarliest of their own stunts. No, I had heard about this, but I love it. And so like that fight scene, like one of the, one of the fight scenes, like uh, I think it's like the one where they're in the bar or something like that. Yeah. No, that's just them beating the shit out of each other. Hell yeah. I love that's, it. It's not even stunt guys. It's just them. Which I mean, X-Men origins Wolverine rightfully gets a lot of shit. But it had some cool moments like Wade Wilson's first scene was amazing. Just then in the elevator and then him doing the sword thing was amazing. 
than the rest of the movie with him happens. My my curiosity is all is this right? So we essentially have we have an issue with then get a tissue. We have an issue with with the X Men joining the MCU, right? Yes. We have an established Quicksilver in the X-Men universe, and we have an established Quicksilver in the MCU. Granted, the one in the MCU is very dead. Um, Super dead. Uh, And then they brought the X-Men one for WandaVision, only to reveal it wasn't him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and then and and then on top of that, now we also have now we also have uh, two different Charles Xavier's. Yeah, but that uh, one's easier to explain with multiverse and all that. Which that that one is very very easy to explain. I honestly I just can't wait to see this all implemented. But multiverse of madness was very fun. Yes, but John. Oh my God! Uh, yes, John the Krasinski as, in the as theater. Re- as I see, I I wasn't in the theater for that. I got to watch it at home on Disney Plus, but I was cheering just as loud, probably. Like, see, he was a good Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. They and- did my they did my boy Reed Richards looking good. They had they had Charles Xavier. He had the chair. That was the one thing that got me. He had the chair, the one that I remember from whenever I was a kid. The cartoon. Yes, the big yellow X-Men 97 chair. Yes, yes, yes. And then my boy Black Bolt. I I did not think they were going to bring Black Bolt back. And then I had to look it up. I was very surprised to see it was the guy from the shitty Inhuman show. Yeah, yeah, I tried watching it. I love the Inhumans. I I could not. No, I they, could not. Um, there's it's actually, very hard to make a show where the hero, where you're like, oh look, the bad guy is this small person rising up against the people that have enslaved him. Boo this man! He's a horrible villain. It's like no. I'm on his side. He doesn't want to be him and his people don't want to be slaves anymore. Yeah, How am I supposed to boo them? So there's that. But then there's also there's the thing is, is like just like that, there are several Marvel-based things that I have actually just refused to watch. I I refused to watch the Phoenix film. Oh, you're not missing out. That's that's literally what I heard. Um, I didn't watch New Mutants. I, I neither have I. I I've seen uh, the I've either seen, the I, pitch meeting or the cinema sins for it, and got the idea of the story. I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, "Why are we making an X Men horror film?" I see. I think that could work if it was done well. Yeah, but it didn't look like it was done well. And it wasn't. Be, and to be honest, like if we're gonna do a horror movie, like with with Marvel characters, there's, I mean, there's no, there's oh. different. There's what? There's the, the there's the Hellfire Club, Midnight uh, Suns, Midnight Suns. 
Wait, no. Is Hellfire Club Marvel or DC? I can't remember. I think Hellfire, Hellfire Club uh, Marvel because that's yeah. the one. It's mostly tied with... Uh, it was more so X-Men for a while, and now it's kind of branched out to other Marvel properties, but it was usually uh, X-Men villain for a while. Yeah, and, you know, I can't say I can't say Hellfire Club anymore because, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's uh, now tied in with uh, Stranger Things. And, you know, people would be like, oh, OK. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is. Uh, it's uh, well, no, it's it's I mean, yes, it's got members from X-Men in it, but it's also got uh, it has other uh, uh, other people from marvel it's got a uh, freaking uh, yeah. iron iron mongers in it uh, uh, i think doom and spider-man have recently joined doom probably and doom's probably been in it a while but i think spider-man just joined because it started off as a villain group then it kind of became an organized a neutral organization where people from either side could kind of meet up and party it's it's a fun little group yeah, the picture I've got, like, it, it's the, the picture I've got is uh, from uh, the uh, uh, X Men Legacy. Um, well, did you see the picture I posted the other day of Doom wondering if uh, David Bowie was a mutant? That's from yes. a Hellfire Club uh, party. I don't know if that's the newest one or not, but that's from a Hellfire Club issue. That's That's actually funny. Yeah, because they all get like fancy costumes for Hellfire parties, uh, well, just to kind of wear to those parties. Well, you know, you know, it's uh, you know, it's funny. It's like uh, Santa in the Marvel universe. Santa Claus is uh, he is a he is literally the the strongest, the strongest uh, mutant. He is he the has, strongest like, mutant. Stop time. Go to multiple places. He has all sorts of powers. Yeah, he's literally unaffiliated. I don't. He's not affiliated with like anything. He's just his own thing. But he is <laughs> literally the the strongest mutant. The most. Like, I, I love the idea. This all powerful being is like, what should I do with my powers? Deliver presents. That's it. I mean, but only you know, once a year. I mean, you know, I ain't even mad about it. I mean, the. Absolute power corrupts absolute, and he is the he he has managed to defy that. So yeah, because it's like uh the Shuron or oh, what's the Lord of the Rings villain's name? You just said it. Oh, uh, uh, uh Sauron. Sauron, because there's a Marvel character with the same name who has like the power to change DNA. What Spider-Man's? What are you doing? You could change. You could cure cancer. I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. Like, you know, bad motive, but I can get behind it. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I, I don't know. Like Marvel's co- Mar- Marvel comics. It's great. I, I love the fact that we're getting the MCU and all that kind of stuff, and I, I love the fact that we're. We're getting all this, that, and the other, but there is, there really is so much we can do with Marvel comics, and I can't wait for Marvel Zombies to be a thing because people who who were introduced to Marvel through the MCU and all this, they are not ready for Marvel Zombies. No, and then listeners, if you can find it without costing an arm and a leg, Marvel verse Marvel Zombies versus Army of Darkness, great series. Ash Williams in the in the Marvel universe, hell yes. 
So my local library has has that and the or had rather had that and the entirety of Marvel Zombies, like all of the Marvel Zombies bo- books. Read them; and they're the, so good. Somebody stole them. Oh, this was whenever I was younger. I went to go check them out. Uh, I went to go check them out, and uh, yeah, somebody had uh, somebody just kept them. That I bastard. Was, Oh, I was not happy about it, but that is the I, worst I, kind of person. I, I did, I did get to see a little, or I did get to actually finally read all of Marvel Zombies. And one of my favorite things is Sandman freaking out about seeing Zombie Spider Man eating, uh, uh, eating uh, Mary Jane, and then real Spider Man shows up, and Sandman just like literally turns himself into sand and goes inside of Spider Man's body and explodes him. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm like, where was that in Spider-Man 3? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying problem solved, problem staying solved. <gasps> Paul Rudd! Go ahead. At a Disney diner, there is a video of Paul Rudd. Okay, so like there's a diner at Disney, apparently. And he's wearing his Ant-Man suit and he's with the Wasp. And they're talking, and him and the wasp are talking, and then he's like, you know, I've gotten several questions about, you know, what would happen if I had shrunk down, and and climbed up Thanos's a certain you know, area of Thanos. He actually, he actually, he actually mentioned Thanos, mm-hmm. and he got away with it, and now it is going to now it's pretty much on loop for the world to see at Disney World. And I can't get my tickets quick enough. <laughs> oh, I will sit at that restaurant all day just to hear him say it. Oh, just yeah. for the one. Uh, babe, we've been here for eight hours. I don't care. I want to hear about Thanos. I want to see Paul. All right. Well, let's do one last thing for Marvel, and then we'll go to our next topic because this is something i brought up with you uh before we started recording yeah and it's big so marvel has announced spider-man freshman year oh yeah it it is an animated series that originally was pitched as tom holland's first six months as spider-man before tony recruited him for civil war it was going to cover uncle ben all of that stuff Right. Today, like the day we are recording this, Marvel had some kind of big event where they announced new shows, things like that. And they've announced that they completely rewrote freshman year to where it's kind of its own story. So here's some of the changes that are going to be happening. Ah, my button didn't work. There we go. So this is our look for Spider-Man in the show. Uh, uh, Listeners, some good news. uh, If the way this works like I want to, this will probably be the first episode on our YouTube page once I get it set up. So I'm really glad Nathan wore a shirt for this, but that probably would have helped our views. (laughs) But uh, yeah, we're going to work on a YouTube page and I have a couple announcements for that later. But uh. Uh, if y'all want to find them, this is all over Facebook. You can find them. But yeah, this is our first look at Peter Parker for the show, which I dig it. It, it looks like the old timey, like Spider-Man and his amazing friends art style. 
I'm about it though. It, it does show some resemblance to Tom Holland, even. Yeah. Uh, I, I, this is going to be one of the, sh- the suits, which I, I like c- it. Yeah. I like it. The the I like the idea of prototype Spidey. And uh, listeners, if y'all see this, it looks a lot like his uh, first suit from Homecoming. Was it Homecoming? Yeah, Homecoming. And then he kind of wore it in uh, Civil War, but it's got some changes. Like it, it, he looks like he's got a spider jersey. I don't know where he got that from. Uh, backpack, which I love the backpack carrying all of his re- web fluid. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> and uh, like, n- not quite long enough pants. I kind of hate it, but I love it. They're kind of like joggers. Yeah. And then he's got the knee pads and he's wearing some Nikes. And then I I always love the mask with the goggles because, you know, I absolutely love Spider-Man Noir and the mask with the goggles look is just such a good look. Uh, next, these are some of the villains that are going to be in the show. So, of course, front and center is Doc Ock. Then we have Scorpion over here on the side. The other side is Chameleon. And then I don't know who these other villains are. The big bulky guy kind of seems like he might be Tombstone before he becomes Tombstone. Before he gets gray? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I thought this lady in uh, with the camo pants was going to be Silver Sable, but she doesn't have the silver hair, and I want the silver hair. I don't know. I mean, this is this is supposed to be what? Like, this is this is supposed to be year one year year one Spider Man. So, I mean, who knows? Yeah, no idea who the hell Firestarter over here is supposed to be. Yeah, I'm gonna call myself a bad Spider Man fan because some of these some of these cats don't uh don't I don't know they just don't. Uh, this one. Oh, did you ever play Miles Morales, the Spider-Man game? What was the character that was like extreme, always recording themselves for YouTube, something like that? Oh, um, I can't remember her name. Okay, but but you know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about, but I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that's them. Are you sure? Because I know that's one of those, that's like a character whose name gets passed around a lot. Just whoever has the title that week. Mm, I mean, it might be then. I, I, I don't know. Might be. We know for a fact we've got Doc Ock, Scorpion, and Chameleon, which I, I'm glad we're getting to see Chameleon. He's a character that I think needs to some love because he's a fun villain. Going back to the classic Doc Ock look, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next picture is some of the Spider-Man suits that he's going to play around with. And these I are... Hate, I, hate, I hate the two that are on the very far left and the very far right. I hate both of those. Okay. So, for front and center, we have... The Spider-Man suit, everyone knows and loves. The red and blue with the black spider, everyone loves it. 
Next, we have an all black and gray suit with a webbing between the arms and the hips for like wings, which I guess maybe a stealth suit. Uh, after that is, I'm guessing something inspired by Future Foundation, which I, I don't, I hope they don't use that one at all until after the Fantastic Four come in. I have no idea what this yellow knight suit's supposed to be. I hate it. I hate it so bad. And then this one, uh, that's an actual Marvel character. And his name is like the Hornet or the Beetle, something like that. And you can get that suit in either the Amazing Spider-Man 1 or Amazing Spider-Man 2 video game and play around as it. It's its own separate character, but it, it is dumb as hell, and I love it. I hate it. <laughs> Do not like it. Do not like Come on, it. Nathan. What, what's it going to take to get you to cosplay the Hornet, if that's his oh. name? A lot of a lot of alcohol. <laughs> All right, next picture. Uh, Charlie Cox has been confirmed to come back to voice Daredevil in this, and he is wearing the uh, kind of a mix between the black suit with like the devil horns and stuff. Uh, I don't remember what series this suit was from. Because it's not his original black suit that has like the bandana around the eyes and stuff. But I'm always happy to see. <laughs> I caught myself. I'm always happy to see more of Charlie Cox. Let me let me put Charlie in there. I had to catch myself. But uh, yeah, which I think he's getting a Disney Plus show here soon. He is rumored to show up in She-Hulk, which another rumor for She-Hulk is the next casting for Fantastic Four. Have you seen this one, Drew? Or Nathan? Call me Drew one more time. I don't know why I keep calling you Drew. But have you seen the latest casting for uh, Fantastic Four, the rumor? I have not. So the thing is supposedly going to show up in She-Hulk and it is either he is either going to be played by or voiced by uh the guy from How I Met Your Mother not the not Neil Patrick Harris and not uh Ted the best friend that was married never seen How I Met Your Mother so. <gasps> one second let me get it pulled up I know blasphemy right it was such a good show until the ending. And then the last season was so unnecessary. Uh, let me get his name. Uh, Jason Siegel. Huh. Apparently he's rumored to play the thing. And I love it because I love him. And I think he could do it. As long as they've got John, uh, as long as they got John Krasinski as uh, Reed Richards, I'm fine. There is, there is no doubt in my mind he's staying as Reed. Not after the fan reaction. They're going to demand it. There is, because that would be such a wasted opportunity. He just looks so good. Right? He, he just looks, the hair, 
the suit. It was, it was, it was beautiful. Perfect. It was so well done. Uh, the that. next thing for this show for Spider-Man freshman year, uh, apparently Norman Osborn is going to be taking on the role of Peter's mentor, uh, not Tony Stark. They haven't announced who is playing Norman, but if it's not William Dafoe, we watch through Riot. Willem Dafoe is my only acceptable choice. He was perfect for it. I do love the fact that he is that this is definitely giving off kind of a 90s Spider-Man vibe, man. Yeah, I'm 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 with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange is going to be in it. I don't know if Benedict Cumberbatch is going to voice Doctor Strange or not. I would, it would be weird if he doesn't because a lot of the actors voice their characters in what if. So I'm, if Doctor Strange is like, oh, for one or two episodes, I could see Benedict Cumberbatch doing it. If he's a reoccurring character, then I kind of understand them going with like someone else. Because I don't know I like, if Tom Holland's voice in Spider-Man or not. I think I don't, he is. I don't know. I love the look, though. That is one thing I will say. I love the look. I love the mustache. Yeah, that's pretty much kind of what sells it for me. It's glorious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, apparently, I, I didn't watch the, the Runaways from Hulu. But apparently one of the girls from that show is going to be Peter's best friend. It's not going to be MJ or Ned, which is kind of odd because I really like Ned. I think him and Peter had such good chemistry together. Yes. But uh, so we're basically getting the story of the goofball nerd and goth girl hanging out all the time. Oh, so you mean me with my friend group? Yeah. Uh, this is a scene from the show. I I have no idea what's going on, but it's Doctor Strange fighting a shadow demon and Peter trying to save his friend. Who is I don't know what that necklace sort, is, but it's yeah, nice. Who is wearing some sort of... Mm, I wonder who she's going to be. That could be interesting. Uh, she's supposed to be from the show The Runaways, but I don't remember those characters. The only character from Runaway that I remember was the Raptor Nanny. Like they they kidnapped a raptor from the dinosaur era, brainwashed it to be a nanny for the kids. Okay. It was well, did you ever read Runaways? No. Okay. Basic premise of the comics was a bunch of kids found out their parents were superheroes. All the kids knew they were going to grow up to uh, have superpowers and do all these cool stuff. Then they find out their parents were just a council of villains, so they ran away, and they're trying to stop their parents' different plans. It was a fun little comic. Uh, I think it was... It was... was If I remember right, it was aimed towards, like, young teens stuff like that but it it made a good like little introduction comic all right then okay. uh but yeah that's oh and they've also already already announced like this show doesn't even have a release date that i know of but season two sophomore year is has already been announced holy crap 
So they're they're I mean, putting a lot of hope into this one. I mean, Spider Man sells though. He is one of the he is one of the highest or no, he is the highest grossing uh character when it comes to merch sales. Oh yeah, literally, literally, like, and this is this is this is when you compare Marvel and DC. Like, Spider Man sells more than Batman. Sells more than Superman. Like, there was a reason why Sony is basically was basically like, we're gonna let you put him in our move in your movies and stuff, but we're still keeping that merchandising money mm-hmm. because because Sony knew what Sony knew what they had and they knew what it was worth and yeah. They were smart. They were smart about that. They, they, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, next moving on to the next topic. This is the one that's really going to be exciting. Uh, this is news that this is news that not only dropped today, but literally dropped probably about 30 minutes to an hour before this episode even got recorded. So this, this next bit wasn't planned. It just kind of happened. Yeah, uh, so Nathan, like, I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one. So whenever I say this is hot off the press, I literally mean this is hot off the press. After well over 30 years as chairman and CEO of World Wrestling Entertainment, Vincent Kennedy McMahon is stepping down officially and retiring. Now, we already knew he was stepped down from his chairman and CEO position uh, due to the ongoing investigation of... um, Hush money. Hush money. Yeah, we'll say that. 12,000, or no, $12 million total. Um, And more, and look, this investigation, I'm not going to go into every detail of the investigation, but him stepping down is the best thing he can do right now because yes. the investigation is not friendly towards him right now. The stuff coming out is not good. Uh, it's not unbelievable. It very much makes sense. Um, and it's pretty cut and dry. Uh, this is so, uh, this is a tale as old as time, this kind of thing, hush money, uh, affairs, all of that that that's it's it's nothing shocking it's not now uh, here is my question do you actually believe it do i believe that that well, he that he is stepping down and that he is done cuz here's my thing there is a huge part of me that fully believes Vince, Vince McMahon will say online and that on TV that he is retiring and he's done. And then behind the scenes, he is continuing to run things, but he's having making a show of someone else in charge. So this is what I do know. Right now, the only thing I know as far as what he is going to be doing is he is maintaining... Uh, he is going to be maintaining uh his his he's gonna still be what is it he's still gonna keep his stocks he's gonna still keep his shares very much gonna be the shareholder of a company um and as for though 
uh, as for though creative and stuff like that, we're definitely looking like it's going to fall uh, on the shoulders of Stephanie. She is now acting CEO and chairwoman full-time. It is no longer interim. It is full-time. Um, Triple H has resumed his uh, part as junior vice president or uh, executive vice president and talent relations, which was actually something that fell on the shoulders of uh, John Laurinaitis. But on with this ongoing investigation, John Laurinaitis has been shed into some unsavory lights. Uh, it looks like him and Vince kind of passed uh, passed it around. If if you get what I'm saying, yeah. So John Laurinaitis is not going to be in his position. Um, so it definitely, it definitely looks like it's, it, it definitely looks like it's falling, um, falling on, uh, uh, on Stephanie and Triple H's shoulders. Uh, a lot of people really want Triple H to take over uh, as far as um, creative. We will see where this goes. Which, um, for our listeners, uh, Triple H ran NXT for a while before Vince took over. Back when, when NXT was really, really good, that was the Triple H days. And then when it kind of started falling, that's when Vince took over. You can definitely see the shift. I have never, I have never seen, um, I have never seen NXT 2.0. I know it's a thing. I know yeah. it's a thing, but I have never seen anything about it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I really can't say I really can't say if it's good or not. Um, I do know, however, it did definitely feel like um, it definitely felt like the uh, product. Uh, uh, the it definitely felt like the product kind of you know went a little bit there after triple h uh was taken out of creative and you know i think triple h this is an opportunity and i think stephanie i think stephanie knows this i think they've probably had a lot to talk about and they've probably both been like hey this is our time right now to try to get this company back uh where it needs to be because wwe for years now has been under mass scrutiny and with the rise of AEW, the scrutiny is only getting worse. Um, now I can't say that all of their product is 100% terrible. I don't think it is. I think they have some really good things going right now. Uh, but I think the fans are bored and the fans want a revitalization of what WWE once was. Uh, you got a lot of old school fans. They're saying we want the attitude era again. The attitude era is not going to happen. No. Any wrestling fans listening to this, the attitude era happened, but it's not going to happen again. I've spent you're not, as much as you I cannot love- get away. You cannot get away with what went down in the attitude era. Now, as much but, as I loved the Attitude Era and Stone Cold, a character like Stone Cold Steve Austin would not survive today's day and age. There is no way there would be all kind. Some of the things he said and did 
Stone Cold would not have risen to the top like he did during the Attitude Era. It was, yeah, it was just, it was, it was really good timing. It was really good timing. Yeah. And, um, you know, but that said, wrestling after the Attitude Era did not stagnate, in my opinion. No. You're going to have fluctuations. You're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have things that work really, 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 really well. Then you're going to have stuff that don't work at all. It's just that is the nature. That is the nature of the entertainment business, not even wrestling in general, but entertainment in general. And, and, you know, I'll say it. Wrestling is wrestling is entertainment. It, it, it is like you could call it a sport and I will agree with you. It's, it's very athletic. It's very physical. I've been in the ring before. Um, the, the athleticism and physicality is very much there. The people that go and do that day in, day out, 365 days a year, they are a different breed of, of, of people. They are actors and performers that just exist on a different level. What they do is, is, is very, very intense. Yeah. Um, but wrestling as a whole is, is entertainment. They are there to entertain and put on a show just like an actor would at a play or, or on, on set on a film. And it's very hit and miss. You will have things that work. You will have things that don't work. But right now, what they're doing, they're, they're trying to compete with they're trying to compete with a creative team that is that knows what the fans want and are giving it to them. They're giving them that little bit of attitude error without giving crossing them a line without crossing a line. And, and they're not afraid to take risks. And these, these ta- the, the talent, um, they're younger. Uh, a lot of them are. And, you know, grew up with a different breed of wrestling different style of wrestling and then a lot of people that were in wwe that weren't getting the spotlight they deserved are getting it because let's be honest neville was kind of a boring character until near the end when they brought the cruiser away and they let him play a heel but now that he's pack on aew and he's doing all these big like big storylines and things absolutely love him yep um and and bringing in you know and what's crazy is bringing in these old these 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 wwe wrestlers they're not just bringing them back or they're not just bringing them bringing them into aew right right they are they are interweaving storylines from back before they were in WWE. So when Claudio Castagnoli came back, right, his first pay-per-view was uh, was Blood and Guts. Uh, that was when he had his first match in AEW. And they were talking on commentary, mentioning uh, the intense rivalry that Claudio Castagnoli and Eddie Kingston had. This was before he went to WWE as Cesaro. And they started talking Cesaro. about it, and and fan and the fans knew this, and 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 Claudio and and Eddie, they played off of it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, because at the end of it, you know, it ended with them shaking hands and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Eddie was actually hurt as well. So it was kind of, but, you know, they kind of played off of it. Um, you know, you're going to have a lot of these, these, these WWE wrestlers. It's not just, you know, oh, they're, they're former WWE wrestlers. They were former indie wrestlers before they were in WWE. That's how they got started. Heck, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, whichever you want to call him, helped create Ring of Honor. Yeah. He is one of the founders of Ring of Honor. Like, that's a big deal. Like, you know, so it's not really just the fact that Tony Khan is hiring all these ex-WWE guys. Like, there's a reason he's hired them. Because... These guys were big in the indies and these guys also know this business really, really, really well. And he's playing, he's playing to that. He's playing to the strengths that these guys can give him. You know, it's not about burying younger talent or anything like that. No, it's about, it's about, it's about using what he's got and making sure he can get the most out of it. And I think that's something that WWE has struggled with for the longest time is, is using what they've got and using it to the best that they can. They're, they're skimming by on storylines that are lazy. Some of them are, and it's really the only reason why some of these have gone over as well as they've done is the people that are acting them out. Like the Ezekiel I'm Kevin. I'm just gonna say it. How many more times can we see Roman versus Brock? How many times can we see Roman versus Brock? Exactly. But and and the but the fact of the matter is, it is Brock and Roman that make you want to see it again. Especially now that we've got Brock kind of working on his own. He's no longer using Paul Heyman, and no disrespect for Paul Heyman because Paul Heyman. I was about to say we do not. We do no. not make fun of Paul Heyman on this. I show. will not. I okay. First of all, Paul Heyman is probably one of the greatest creative minds in wrestling history. That that is not that that is not an, uh, right. an opinion. That is not an opinion. That is an absolute fact. Now that said, Paul Heyman was absolutely horrible with financial management, and it is that financial management that put ECW right in the pisser. That yeah. is fact. And Paul Paul Heyman is a, he is a God on the microphone. But I think the best thing that they've done is allowing Brock Lesnar to talk on the mic. Allowing Brock Lesnar to talk on the mic, allowing Brock Lesnar to put himself over without necessarily having Paul Heyman to do it for him. But what's crazy is like, I, I, I watched a recent episode of Monday Night Raw and it was really cool because I was watching Heyman not only hype up Roman Reigns, who he is currently, you know, the advocate for, but he managed to hype up Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar at the same time. Yeah. He he by himself put both of them over, made me go from, made me go from, I really don't want to see this match to, I've got to see this match. If, if you want to sell tickets, put Heyman on the mic. If you want to sell tickets, put Heyman on the mic. 
but Brock Lesnar has he is a baby face now, which is something I never thought I would see happen in a very <laughs> long time. Roman Reigns is a heel, and Roman Reigns does a good heel. He makes uh, when, a very good heel. He is a good heel when he is allowed when he is allowed to do his thing. When he was doing this whole I'm not the guy or, or I'm not a guy, I am the guy. Like I was like, bro, you're that the tribal chief. That's tribal. Oh, it's really good. It's good. Really good. And 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 just the faction, the bloodline, Jimmy and Jay Uso, um, Roman Reigns, all three of them. And you got Jimmy and Jay holding both SmackDown and Raw tag team titles now. And it it, it makes it makes them look really, really, really good. I am very, uh, I, I'm very happy. Uh, but let's be honest. After Brock, because let's see, WrestleMania is coming up here soon, isn't it? Mm-mm. SummerSlam. WrestleMania happens in uh, April. Well, after Brock, Roman's next big opponent is probably going to be Dwayne. They, they keep teasing. They teased it on The Rock's show. They, they keep teasing it. Roman and Rock for the title is going to happen pro- soon. Probably next WrestleMania soon. Because av- I think after that would be around the time he's done touring with uh, Black Adam. And he's going to have some free time. On, uh, League of Super Pets is going to be done touring. He's going to have some free time. I think... Next WrestleMania, it's going to be Rock and Roman because they keep teasing it. It's going to happen. You know, I'd be all right with it. Oh, God, yeah. That that would make me want to watch WrestleMania. Even though I'm 99% sure Rock is going to lose because, you know, they're not going to put the title on The Rock and have him not show up. But yeah, yeah no, you're right. It'd still make a good match. No, you're right. Oh, right, I could I could dig it though. I, yeah. I think I think it would be uh, I think it would be good. I think it would be good. And then I don't know is CM Punk still AEW champion or did he relinquish it because of injury? You said what? Did is CM Punk still AEW champion or did he relinquish it because of injury? I don't remember. I don't remember. Let me look it up real quick. Because he was he was champion for a little bit. Then he announced that he was injured. But I don't remember seeing if he relinquished it or not. No, not all. I want AEW. I'm reading, I'm reading reviews on... Uh... I'm reading reviews on Steam for a game, and what? I can't say what game. Oh. Uh, according to AEW, Punk is still champion. Word. He's just not an acting champion at the moment. Yeah. He but defeated the- Adam Page via pinfall, There's which I like Adam Page. There's a review for a guy 
from a guy called who calls himself the annoying crow and he's reviewing this game and after every after every sentence he puts caw caw i love it but no no, i'm not gonna say what game it is because i don't need my viewers knowing what kind of smut i'm looking up on steam fair enough but my wish my wish list on steam Believe it or not, it's full, full of Star Wars games. That doesn't surprise me. That makes sense. Knowing you, yeah. Absolutely full of Star Wars games. That and uh, that and a game called Pal World. Pal World? Pal World. I'm going to let you look up the trailer for it, but imagine... Pokemon with guns. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You know, okay, now you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. it's called Pal World. It still doesn't have a release date yet. And I am, I am, I want to buy it just for the cringe factor because it's just kind of one of those things. It's like, this could be either a really good game or it could be a bad game, but LOL memes. <laughs> so... So, no. <laughs> so yeah, that is that is definitely um, that is definitely on my list. Uh, well, speaking of games, we'll we'll go over to that for a little bit. Uh, oh God, what's the next big game you're looking forward to? Because I've got a couple that are coming out that I, I want to play Stray, but I won't be able to because I don't have a system that runs it. Sad face. So- so my that's really hard because that that there's a lot of games that I'm really I've been thinking about. Um so a game that I'm currently playing that I'm really excited for, they're about to drop uh season seven uh starting August, I believe. Uh, season seven of Sea of Thieves starts. Um, yeah. They're introducing uh, a massive quality of life update that uh, me and my friends have been talking about uh, for 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 the last few seasons uh, that it that it's been needing. Um, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, currently, Apex Legends has an anime event going on uh, where they are where they are very much monopolizing on uh, super popular animes without borderline copy infringement. Anything for Helsing? Nothing from Helsing. Uh, so I've seen things from Evangelion, uh, Full, Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Alchemist, Naruto, One Piece, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Tokyo Ghoul, Sailor Moon. Uh, Is it all Toho? I think so for the most part. Okay. Um, My Hero Academia. Um, but I uh, the skin the skins look good. Uh, I'll probably have to go online and look at some of them. I was really ha- well. I mean, I could show you. I could show you some of them actually while I'm at it. All right. Like, Let me make sure screen share. Yep. Yeah. There you so, go. Apex. Apex guide and event skins, images, 
Okay, let me see. Here we go. And then screen share. And we'll do this. And all right, now we're screen sharing. Uh, so let me see. It's so much porn. Oh my God. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> There very much could be, but I don't have those tabs open. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I can definitely see. Okay, that I see one picture that is definitely One Piece and Naruto. Yeah, so there's there's uh, Watson. She's doing the whole. She's got the Naruto skin going on. Yeah. Um. Here's a better shot of it. You can see she's wearing uh the 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 tuning jacket. Uh, orange and black the orange and black now now for copyright's sake it's more of a red and black and it is an orange it's a darker orange um but then you've got um her bandana it's like the village headband it's got a lightning bolt on it uh this right here is actually part of her uh uh her energy or her ultimate it's like a, a generator that spins around um it looks like the scroll that naruto was carrying when he was doing his soul sage mode thing and yeah. then right here this is blatant this um i can't see that one you and me are in front of it uh you can you can move your little oh, yeah yeah that is full-on one piece that is absolutely one piece. And he's got a special banner uh, that is a pirate ship. He's got a special um, he, he's got a special uh, uh, banner pose that is very one piece inspired. Uh, Watson has a very inspired manner, uh, a banner pose where she's sitting on a tree that's covered in kunais and she's doing hand signs from Nar. I mean, yeah, like um here's mirage his uh his whole outfit's inspired by deku uh from uh, my hero academia crypto looks like goku that That's is very dragon ball yeah it's what they were going for um tuxedo mask okay i can see it yep tuxedo mask um let me see I saw there's the Evangelion. Even, yeah. Such a good anime. Such a messed up anime. Oh, very. Very. Let me see. Uh, let me see if I can find the Bangalore one that's like just just her. Um, there we go. Soldier of Justice. Very Sailor Moon. But like that right there, like I'm just looking at that. I'm like, why is that Captain Marvel? <laughs> you, you're you're seeing it too, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm just I'm like, huh, okay. But you know, I'm not in charge of making the skins, but I'm pretty sure if I was, they'd probably look a little bit better. But let's be honest, if you were in charge of skins, everyone would have a persona. If I was in charge. First of all, if I was in charge of making skins, I'd get the I'd get the gosh darn I would get the gosh darn shirtless fuse that I deserve. 
Forget forget Loba in the bikini that everybody else is asking for. I don't want that. I want shirtless fuse. And God, God, I am this risking hot it. Yeah, that's hot, I, Dad. I am risking it all. <sighs> Just for that skin. Just for that, that. That is a beautiful man. I'll give you that. Yeah, that is, that is, they're, they're, first of all, he's probably got my favorite personality in all of the games, but that scene right there. I'm sure there are listeners who play Apex and they know exactly what you're talking about. Do I need to give you two a minute? (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to need a little bit more than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But um, now going into the thing where we're talking about uh, going back to video games and talking about uh, future video games. Um, I would actually have to say I'm really hyped for uh, Pokemon, uh, Pokemon MILF and DILF. I mean... <laughs> I mean yeah. Scarlet. I mean Scarlet and Violet. They knew exactly what they were doing. They really did. They really did. There is no chance they were like, let's not make the professors the hottest fucking things on the earth right now. Dude, and the crazy part is, is like we've had several professors that have very much been simped over. Yes. Uh, Professor Coo- Professor Kukui, uh, Professor Kukui from Sun and Moon, people were simping over him. Um, Professor, uh, what's his nuts from X and Y? What's his nuts? That was his name. That's the name of a tree. So you know, it's, it is what it is. Shut up. The assistant in short, a sword and shield. She wasn't professor yet. I don't mm. think she was professor until post game. Yeah, but I think her attractiveness was overshadowed by Chairman Rose. Oh, Chairman Rose. Who, who also had kind of one of the like the most banger of a battle theme. I could change him. <laughs> it was really good. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited for those. I'm excited for God of War Ragnarok. Yes. Which I won't get to play because I don't have a PlayStation, but I'm going to watch so much YouTube on that. You're going to have to. I've got a PS4 and it they, they announced it for PS4 as well as a PS5, so I'm all for it. I am hyped. Um, another one I am excited for is... Um... Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man 2. They're doing the sequel. Uh, we're going to get a Wolverine game made by the same people that did the Spider-Man game. So it's yeah. looking like it's going to be really good there too. Um, going back to Xbox games, I'm looking forward to uh, Starfield. Um, that's the next Bethesda one, right? Mm-hmm, that's the next big Bethesda one. I am very hesitant on that one. Uh, for me, it just looks like everything that uh, No Man's Sky should have been. Here's and- my worry. They talk about how there's like hundreds of planets you can explore, but how many of them actually have something to do other than just walk up and go, ah, oh, look, 
a rock. Good. Uh, yeah, no, I understand. Now, as far as, I mean, if we're thinking about, if we're thinking about storyline, probably not that much, but yeah. this game definitely looks like it's going to be sandboxy. Very, very, very sandboxy, uh, which is understandable. You know, you can't advertise a game that size and that big and expect people to think that you're going to have massive story driven stuff on all of these planets if you're if we're talking you know over a hundred planets like it's that's uh, you know yeah. uh but they're def i feel like there's definitely going to be stuff to do it's going to definitely be sandboxy once the main story is over with you know you're gonna want to you're, you're gonna feel like hey you know what i i feel like playing a relaxing game today i want to explore the cosmos and and explore the game for what it for what it is uh for what i've seen i think it's going to be beautiful um just very customizable um i'm i i i, I am i am pretty uh i i am pretty uh optimistic about it uh I- my yeah. next big game is going to be Lies of P. That one I've been excited for since they announced it. It looks beautiful. I'm not going to shut I, I talk about it on a lot of these podcasts. Yeah, you were talking about, about it. it. No, you were talking about it with Chris and Tori, and it actually made me interested in it. So a Bloodborne game with the story, with like a kind of Pinocchio story. Yeah, I, no. I love Bloodborne. That was that's my favorite Souls game. I wish it would be on Xbox because I would pay. That's one of those games I would pay full price for again just to play it because of how much fun it is. As which you know, I'm gonna get some hate from a certain someone who listens to these shows, but uh, I don't think Last of Us Remastered number 27 needs to be $70. I love you, Jeremy. I do. I know you're going to chop the shit out of me for the wrestling episode. But Last of Us doesn't need to be $70 again. I have never uh, I have never played a Last of Us game. And to be frank, I don't have uh, a desire to play it. So, you know. It, <laughs> okay. Jeremy and I are on the exact opposite spectrums of that game he loves him i am happy for him like dude if you can have fun with it go for it i played it i could not get into it i just did not care at all what was going on and i moved to honestly probably uh elder scrolls or something like that and you know we 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 they they uh we are getting Elder Scrolls six and I'm oh, I'm yeah. hyped for it. I'm really hyped for it. Um I thought about jumping on Elder Scrolls online, but I still can't bring myself to want to get it. So Chris and I Chris made I, a good case for it, but I'm still very hesitant. I mean he can make as many cases as he wants. I just I, I don't know. I, I just really don't see myself wanting to play it i might give it a good old college try just for the sake of saying that i'll give it the good old college try but i don't know i i tried it when it first came out and i hated it because it was like oh well you have to pick either this faction or this faction to play 
this race. And I was like, no, I want to be a lizard boy, but I don't want to work for the empire or whatever it was. I just, let me pick my lizard boy. Let me go into the game and point me to the dark brotherhood. That's all I care about. I mean, obviously I'm going to play a Khajiit, so. Or an orc, but you know, that's. I I recently did a playthrough as an orc for or an orc for it, the first time, and I had so much fun with it. It's it's really difficult, right? Because on one hand, I'm a furry, so it would make sense. But on the other hand, orcs are hot, and I have that an orc fetish. So orcs. So I mean, it. I mean, it, I don't know, man. I, I I don't know. Either way, I'll I'll probably figure it out. I might give it. I might give it a try just to have us uh, some something to talk about and yeah. and and before we move on to our next subject because we we do need to move on uh we got one more thing we can talk about uh before i'm i'm gonna have to take off uh and that is uh one game one game that the last game that I, I i will admit that i'm excited about i need more information on it but i probably won't get information on it till next year breath of the wild 2 yes I was absolutely blown away by the first one. Uh, this is coming from somebody who would sit there and scream at you bl- till I was blue in the face about how Ocarina of Time was the best Zelda game uh, on the planet and anybody else's opinion or uh, a mention of other games, they were just wrong. Um, but now I believe that Breath of the Wild is the best Zelda game in the world and everybody else is wrong, so... <laughs> now breath of the wild too i might have to uh once that one and pokemon scarlet violet comes out i might have to get the uh, little just single player handheld switch just get one of those the cheap one just to play those because i loved breath of the wild uh sword and shield was fun for a little bit but i'm re- i really want to get uh Arcus. Base base game Sword and Shield was was fun, um, but the I, I will admit the DLC was a really good idea. It yeah. was a really good idea. It was the first time that I have ever seen them do DLC for a Pokemon game, and normally DLC is eh, like when people start throwing out DLC out there, they're like, yeah, you know. But with this, it was great. Oh yeah. Um, the way they advertised it, the way they, they marketed it, the way they put it out, like they didn't put it all out at once. They were like, you're going to get one half of the DLC and then you're going to get the other half of the DLC. And it was really, it was really, really good. Um, Arceus is really fun. Yeah. The videos I've watched have been fantastic. It is a very welcomed change of pace for how you would normally play a Pokemon game. It is downright terrifying sometimes. <laughs> no, it absolutely is. Oh, I, I've seen the stuff about like Parasac being uh, the most terrifying creature known to man now. I will tell you this right now. You walk into a forest and you see not a Parasect. No, Paris. The 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 the, the one before Parasect. The little okay, one. Is I, Paris the is little the one, one with the two mushrooms. Uh-huh. And they want all of the smoke. <laughs> They want all of the smoke. They wake up every day hoping that somebody's going to walk into their forest they so they can violence. fight every time. Every time. Uh, you could be walking around with a literal god walking beside you, and they're like, what you got? Me, bro. What you got? 
Odin has blessed us with a willing sacrifice. It's like, it's like, oh, oh, you could bend time and space. That's adorable. I can do this. Yeah. Uh, I will say this for Pokemon. Uh, Gigamax or whatever, Gigantamax or whatever it's called and Mega Evolutions. I thought those were dumb. I really didn't like them. But regional variants of Pokemon are awesome. That is such a good idea. I love the design. I, I hope we get more because don't get me wrong. I'm a Gen 1-er. Original 151 always hold a special place in my heart. I love that they're getting uh, the treatment for regional variants. I want more region, more generations to get some because we're going to get them. Such good ideas. We're going to get them. Um, Scarlet and Violet are also going to have them. Um, I loved the regional variants they had. I, I love the the Galarian variants, the Alolan variants, uh, the yeah. Hisuian, the Hisuian variants. It, they they have we've gotten evolutions that we've needed for several Pokemon that did not have evolutions. Uh, I am very much waiting uh, for. Uh, I'm I'm happy Mr. Mime got an evolution finally, um, but I'm kind of hoping Snorlax gets an evolution. Um, I, and I I, I will admit I I will admit I will admit you know you you had said that uh, about the Gigantamax, but Gigantamax Snorlax was actually really creatively done. Uh, some of them are really good, and then some of them that don't have any kind of change. They're just, yeah, you know, just like, bigger versions. Yeah, bigger version. Like guy, uh, giant meowth. I thought was hilarious because he was just long cat. But some of the other ones, I just no, it didn't need to happen. Uh, Gigantamax Eevee just got floofier. <laughs> yeah, Snor- or uh fucking war turtle turned into a battleship i was like all right i like that that one's fun yeah but they were charizard doesn't need another damn form he has like 20 of them give someone else some love yeah charizard's kind of overrated i said what i said fight me pokemon he's become community. the joker of pokemon fight me pokemon community all right so games aside now we're going to talk about our last topic got to be quick about it but you know, I, I think I think we know what we want to say about this. We got our trailer for Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves. I have one thing I want to say real quick about this before we get into the whole big thing. Okay. I am so happy they did not make Chris Pine a human fighter. That's all I thought he was going to be. And everyone on D&D TikTok were saying the same thing. He's going to be a human fighter. He's a human fighter. I did not want a human fighter. And they made him a fucking bard. Yes. Your, your, your favorite class, man. Your, your mm-hmm. favorite class got, you know. Uh, and, and the first thing that stuck out to me, right? So I wasn't so much focused I, I watch I usually watch trailers multiple times. First time I want to see the world that is that is being established and then I want to see the actors and the casting and all this kind of stuff. So the first time around, the first thing that really stuck out for me that really excited me was more accurate monsters. Oh yeah. 
we're talking about dragons with different breath weapons. Displacer beast that looks like a displacer beast. A mimic that's I got doing, a mimic. A mimic that's doing mimic things. Like oh, I like, cheered when I saw the mimic. I was so it was, happy. It was great. It was really great. Like I I I love it. We're and, and oh god, the owlbear. Yeah. Which I just want to say this because I see this a lot on Facebook and stuff. Everyone's talking about, well, druids can't turn into owlbears. It's a fucking fantasy movie. Have it's fun movie, with yeah. it. D&D has homebrew rules. I see this as them running homebrew rules and having fun with it. You mean druids can't cast wild shape and become owlbears? <laughs> because in Fifth edition, they're a monstrosity. They're not a beast. Uh, D&D doesn't just have to be fifth edition. Nope. There are so many other editions they can go with. They can nope. go with whatever rules they want. And people are, I mean, and 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 it's been, and it has been proven because I've seen the video on TikTok from Gygaxian era all the way up to fifth edition. Every player's handbook has basically clarified that the rules are guidelines mm -hmm. and so that said when DD fans go to see this movie keep in mind they're not playing DD. they're not playing by DD rules they are making a movie based off a franchise just like the first DD movie that they had made legends was... of vox machina which everyone yeah. loves but come on did if you ever go in by DD rules Percy, my favorite character, should not exist because Gunslinger is not a fifth edition class. He was a Pathfinder class. Yeah, I mean that, and that's an entire that's an entirely different uh, franchise. So, mm -hmm. you know, but I, just when you go into this movie, go into it with an open mind and keep in mind that they're taking elements from D and D. They're not like. They're not, we're not going to be watching a group of people playing Curse of Stroud. No, they're, 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 they're going to, however, I would pay good money to watch a Curse of Stroud movie. <laughs> I mean, I would like to see, I, I'd like to see Stroud. Uh, oh, yeah. Did you, okay, so, oh my God, Mad Mickelson as Stroud. Oh my God. It would be perfect. But did you see the, th it, that looks like the, 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 uh, the Underdark, right? Yes. I think they said uh, Vecna is going to be either Vecna or a cult of Vecna is going to be the big bad. It's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. It's pretty exciting. Oh, um, yeah. I, 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 for one, yeah, but I, I, for one, am really excited about the movie. My opinion is just basically like take this movie with a grain of salt. Like, don't come into this movie like thinking that it's supposed to be this when it's in actuality just what it is. And when people see this movie, and decide they want to try D and D. Don't fucking gatekeep. Yeah, welcome them. Welcome them in. Yeah, because like that—that's one thing. That's one thing that really pissed me off, right? So, like, you know, Stranger Things. Uh, Stranger Things. I've never watched Stranger Things. I'm probably gonna try to watch it. I'll say this: I watched season one. I did not like Stranger Things. I'm not gonna watch the rest of it. Lorna loves it. Uh, I think Drew has been watching it right now. Chris and Devin loved it. Yeah. But it wasn't for me. And I but, think I know what you're about to talk about. But Stranger Things... Thing. Well, that was kind of what did it for me. But Stranger Things introduced... 
people to Dungeons and Dragons that may have not have really known about Dungeons and Dragons, or they may have heard of it, but they didn't really know much about it. And then Stranger Things shows the game being played, you know, and so people are like, you know, it kind of does look fun. And so they want to give it a shot. And this happened and people were getting into it and people were like, whoa, about it. Same thing with uh same things with shows like uh Roll 20 and and Critical Role and 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 the Adventure Zone and all this, you know. Which just jump in real quick. I think they confirmed one of those shows is gonna make a cameo, but they haven't said which one. My money's on critical role. Your money is probably right on the mark, being that critical role is the most noticed. Mm-hmm. So if uh, and honestly, if if I if I see Matt Mercer in the movie, I will probably squeal. So, uh, it, it, it just is what it is. But these these podcasts, these shows, they're introducing a new generation, and it's 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 highly amusing to me, right? Because we've spent so like we spent a lot of time. I know several D and D nerds. That, that spent probably a good portion of their early time as D&D nerds being like, man, I wish more people were into D&D. Yes. So I would have more people to play. And these are the same ones that are now like, oh, you're just getting into it because such and such, such and such is doing it. Who cares? Yeah. Younger, younger us would be like wanting to kick older us's ass being like, dude, shut up. They're wanting to play. This is more people that we can play with more people that we can talk to about this, more people that we can share this passion with. And this, this doesn't even stop at Dungeons and Dragons. This goes with video games. This goes with Mm -hmm. anime. This goes with nerd culture in general. Why are we sitting here on these, on these thrones that we have built ourselves looking down upon people for discovering it now that it's mainstream like who gives a shit yeah we should be we should be we should be embracing them and saying welcome it's like mcu people are given so much shit because oh you only like this character because you saw him in the mcu i only like spider-man because i watched the spider-man cartoon i never read a comic before then Batman, the animated series, became my religion for a while. And I had never picked up a Batman comic until probably my late teens. 90s X-Men, 90s X-Men introduced me into my favorite Marvel franchise ever. And I had never once picked up a comic book. I didn't even know comic books existed. All I saw was the show on Fox Kids on Saturday mornings, and I was hooked. Everyone starts somewhere. Yup, and it's usually through media. Nobody just wakes up and says, you know what? I'm going to go look at a comic book unless they're introduced to it by what? Some sort of outside source, whether it is media or whether it is the, 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 the nerdy kid next door, you know? But most of the time, it's not going to be the nerdy kid next door because no. the nerdy kid next door is the nerdy kid next door. And you're like, I don't really know about you. But then you see it on the tv and you're like huh that's kind of cool walking down the street nerdy kid next door is now you you now notice that they're wearing an x-men shirt hey you like x-men yeah i love x-men let me show you my comics comics and then that's how it goes it's the same way 
I've got people, I, I have gotten people into older animes that have joined the anime community because of shows like Attack on Titan, because mm-hmm. of shows like uh, My Hero Academia. Like as an as an elder, as an elder emo, even I have introduced people into older into the older uh, uh, bands, the, the original in, in originators of the emo genre, based off of based off of of, of emo and pop punk bands that are out today. It's like, oh man. You like uh, you like this band? Well, check out AFI. Check yeah. out six. Check out the sixty nine eyes. Uh, 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 shoot, even some like other bands. Uh, uh, Turbo uh, Turbo Negro. That's an actual band. It's an actual band. Before anybody says anything, it's an actual <laughs> band, and it's a really good one. Uh, I've got a perfect example. If y'all follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter things on here i talk about ice nine kills all the time i fucking love ice nine kills they are my favorite band i didn't get into them until welcome to horrorwood their latest album i only got into them because my little brother showed me the hip to be squared i'll be back it's all good my dude but yeah uh everyone has to start somewhere you can't keep gatekeeping people into this. Uh, an- another example is Evil Dead Rise, the next Evil Dead movie. I know, surprise, Kyle's going to talk about Evil Dead. A lot of people are saying they don't want to watch it because, uh, oh, it doesn't have Bruce Campbell as Ash. No, it doesn't. Bruce Campbell has walked away from Ash. He has said he will voice Ash until the day he dies. But... He can't physically play Ash anymore. We still need to watch this movie if we want more Evil Dead. Because then they can sit there and say, oh, well, there's, oh, look, Nathan's weenie. Weenie dog. Weenie dog. But Hollywood could say, well, hey, there's an interest for this series. Even if the movie Evil Dead Rise is bad, we could still say we watched it. We gave it a fair chance. And uh, let's be honest, at some point in the future, they're going to recast Ash Williams. Honestly, I hope they do it for a shared universe with Freddie, Jason, and Herbert West. I would absolutely love it if that happened. So, yeah. Uh, But yes, we have to quit gatekeeping just because someone doesn't start the same way you do. And because if we do, if we just kick out people because they're not, they didn't get the same start we did, they weren't, you know, they weren't bullied in high school because they liked Iron Man or because they didn't watch anime, things like that. That's how franchises die off. And I don't want to see some of my favorite franchises die off. I thought I saw someone walk behind me in the camera. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I don't want to see my favorite franchises die off because uh, of gatekeepers and things like that. So we all got to stand up, do a little better, etc. etc. So uh, Nathan had to step away for a second. Uh, 
So I am going to pause the recording right here until he comes back and then uh, we will most likely be signing off here soon unless Lorna and or Jeremy join us. So we will be right back. Uh, yeah, so uh, Nathan just came back for a second. He needs to get, he needs to take off. Uh, you know, once again, choosing his family over me. <sighs> so selfish. So uh, I'm just going to spend a couple more minutes just talking about the future of Necro Nerdicon and just a couple of minutes uh, and then I'm going to wrap up. So, uh, yes, first we want to send all of our love to Nick. We can't wait for your next issue to come out. Uh, do I have is it, do I have his comic near me? Let me check. I don't think so. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have it within reaching distance. I'd have to find it. But yeah, Nick, we love you. Wishing you all the best in the future. Can't wait to have you on probably an episode of Tangents when the next issue comes out. So yeah. Uh, for Monster of the Week, right now, we're probably just going to stick to the main group which is myself as the game master or the key, the creature keeper, I believe is what it's called in Monster of the Week. I'd have to double check. So it's gonna be me running the game with Nathan, Lorna, Drew and Truett. And we may reach out to a couple of people to see if they wanna join us, but most likely it's gonna be just this main five. Uh, all the logos you are seeing right now for uh, such as the one Nick made us for Necro Nerdicon and the logos for Crypto, Tangents, Common Sense. Uh, we might be updating those here soon. I know Necro, we will most like our main logo. We are most likely going to update because we are going to talk to our friend uh, Stormy, who does a lot of artwork and has done some artwork for us before uh, to see if she wants to make some logos for our different shows. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, we really do appreciate everyone that is listen to our shows, have supported us the whole nine yards. So thank y'all very much for everything y'all have been doing. Um, and we, you know, as the producer, boss, talent scout, everything, um, I'm promised that I'm gonna do everything within my power to keep our show's entertaining for y'all. Uh, to Lorna, Drew, Truett, and Nathan, I wanna say thank y'all for trusting me to kind of take the reins on this. 
And I appreciate and love each and every one of you. And I cannot wait to see what we all do in the future. So I love all of y'all. All the he, she's, they's, gays, every single one of y'all. I love you all. Thank y'all so much for the support y'all have been showing us. And yeah, so uh, announcements for the upcoming week. Uh, we, I believe we only have two shows next week. We're gonna have Cryptozoomology where Lorna is gonna begin her witches marathon, which I am very excited for. And then we will have Common Sense where I will join Nathan and Drew once again, and we will discuss the uh, Power Rangers reboot movie that happened in 2017 or 19. I can't remember which right now, but we're gonna discuss that movie, all of the good, bad, in-between opinions we have on it. I'm gonna go on a little rant, little rant about a wasted opportunity they had that they didn't use. And I can tell y'all now that rant is going to be dumb as hell, but by God, it is a hill I will die on. <laughs> and yeah, uh, hopefully I will have the YouTube page uh, created here soon. Um, a couple of things uh, for the YouTube page to keep an eye out for if they happen, because right now these are all very early development. Um, Jeremy and I have both talked about our ghost hunting past in the past, so we may watch uh, proof of ghost videos and discuss how it might be real, how it could be faked. Uh, things like that, that's going to be a YouTube exclusive show because, you know, y'all have to be able to watch the show with us. Uh, I really hope we watch some of Nuke's top five and seeing how Jeremy likes that sh uh, channel too. I, I feel like that's going to happen. Uh, I might discuss with Devin about maybe him doing a small little cooking show because my little brother is a fantastic cook. Uh, so yeah, that might happen. Uh, we, again, we all just have ideas right now. We're trying to figure out what all we wanna do immediately, what will take more time. And so, yes, once again, thank you all for all the love and support y'all have been showing us. And I promise as Necro Nerdicon's producer, uh, host slash co-host for several shows, and I guess boss that we're going to do everything we can to keep this entertaining and a fun, safe, loving environment for everybody. So love you all again. And uh, this will probably be Tangents' last bar-themed episode. I will probably change the bar theme up some. So next Tangents will probably be the new themed, which I'm, 
honestly kind of leaning towards radio host, like radio station. So new theme, new background sounds, all that fun stuff. So yeah. All right. Love you guys. Talk to y'all later. And tangents is, well, shit. Tangents and NH Media is officially closed.